Okay. All right. Well, so this is not Life is Strange, Episode 5 on Popular Decisions. We'll change that eventually. So we thought that we would kick off January podcasts, uh, one, because we are having technical difficulties getting videos together, um, but thought it would be a nice time to do a 2016 games recap of all the stuff that we played last year. Um, So I put together a list of, like, all the major games we played last year, like, that actually came out last year. And then I also had a couple listed that were, like, other games we played that didn't come out last year. Mm -hmm. And then a couple games that I was looking forward to for this year. So thought we could start off with the 2016 Games Recap. So this is just the one that just the ones that actually released last year. Mm-hmm. And the first one on the list is Oxen Free. That was a good one. Yeah. I feel so the first two on the list are actually Oxen Free and Firewatch and I feel like we got like really spoiled like right out of the gate. Oh yeah. By for like sure. two awesome indie games that had like a lot of lore and, like, stuff to talk about and make videos about. And then it's, like, the I looked, like, looking at the list from the rest of the year, it's, like, you guys will see it when we go through it. Like, eh. Super disappointing. Super disappointing. Like, <laughs> I mean, there was other fun stuff, but, like, not, I mean... So when we did our 2015 game, and I mean, I don't want to, like, sound like the people who put out games this year, like, were bad. You know what I mean? It just, like, the quantity of, like, good and enjoyable stuff last year compared to 2015, I don't know, just not not the same. And even the stuff that... 2015 had Life is Strange, it had... About four, it had a whole bunch of, like, really good games that came out that were really interesting and everything. Until and, Dawn? Until like... Dawn. And then 2016, you're like, these are good games, but they're not mentally challenging games, if that makes no, sense. No, it's, it's not even that. It's just, like, even sheer quantity. So when I put together the, I remember when I put together the list of, like, 2015 games when we did the recap podcast, it was like... I was telling people it was like a good like 16 solid games that we talked about. Like that podcast was like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours long because we talked about all of them, right? Right, right. This this year when I put together our 2016 games, 12 games, some of them on this list were actually super short or just all out sucked. Like 2015 had Soma, it had Hurt yeah. it had all these like really cool games, and 2016 were like, um, I well, guess Lady Killer and Brian's kind of cool. Like, And that's why eight of the games that I like put on a separate list were games that didn't come out last year, because we had to start playing like other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's why we played Indigo Prophecy and Heavy Rain and like the Skyrim Romance mod. Because nothing was out. There was, like, nothing... I mean, there was stuff out. There was, like, The Witcher and stuff, I guess. But that's not really our style. Yeah. I guess we were saying there weren't a lot of games that were our style. Because I know that there's tons of people who love games that don't have the same things that we like. Yeah. And I don't want to make it seem like nothing came out. Because there was also, like, Dark Souls 3, you know, that a lot of people really liked. But it just, you know... Not not the type of stuff that we played for us. So anyways, Oxenfree. Oxenfree was really good. Um, I just, like, I remember really liking the art style of that game. And it just, like, it was, we spent a lot of time talking about all the small stuff that was going on. You put out, like, a good six or so videos, like, about all of the, like, secrets in that game. And I didn't even find all of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That was super cool. So was still an ARG going as it was happening. You know what game we should play? I think what? that would really have us engaged is Frog Fractions and Frog Fractions 2. Because we both don't know anything about it. We just know it's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. It's crazy because that makes people feel sad. It's fucking berserk. 
Um, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I've just heard people talk about it, that it's weird. I've been hearing about it for years, and I just feel like, you know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I like, don't trust people when they talk about games now, because, like, people... But Laura said she liked it, and you always believe Laura. That's not true. You, okay, you have a tendency to listen to women more than men. How about that? Uh, also not true. But... (laughs) Oh, no, 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 that is true, I'm sorry. I don't listen, I don't, I, I would actually say that I don't tend to listen to anybody. No, because I remember there was something you didn't want to do, but then you heard Laura say that she liked it, and then you were like, okay, I want to play it, and I was like. We're talking about Laura K. Buzz, for people who don't know. She's our goddess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sometimes we just sit around and talk about how obsessed we are with Laura. I mean, she, I don't know, though, she, like, she likes Heavy Rain. She also likes the ending of, Remember when we talked to her about it, and she was like, you know what, I never saw any of that, you guys are right. She also likes the ending of Mass Effect 3. I have everybody has their flaws. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so, I mean, we can, we can think about it. I've just heard that it's weird, that's, like, really all I've heard. But I guess what I... What I was trying to say is that, like, I don't believe people when, even if, like, a ton of people recommend a game, I am a lot more jaded about it now because we've had people, like, lots of people recommend games and then actually played them and been like, oh, this is not enjoyable. You know what I mean? I want to cover the fact that, like, I really haven't been working as much as I should because I've been really sad and depressed. And not just because Raphael, my boyfriend of eight years, cheated on me and I kicked him out of my house. But because I've been... Mari? What? Hello? Stacy? Mari? Yeah? What? Can you hear me? But also because I've been doing, like, treatment for my OCD, which is, like, behavioral therapy and everything. So that really is... It's hard for me. It's really, really hard. Oh, nobody can hear me? Oh, she disconnected. Hello? Hello, Hello, Stacy? Stacy? I can hear you. (sighs) But yeah, as I was saying, like, I'm going to get back into streaming, back into making theory videos. It's just been hard for me because I've been doing behavioral therapy for my OCD, and like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's the worst thing ever, and it's horrible. And it makes me really sad. Like, sometimes I just can't even, like, get out of bed because it's so hard. Um, but, and it's just, like, life sucks. But I don't know if Stacy still can't hear me. We're working on that. We'll just talk about how sad and depressed I am. I just ate ice cream for lunch with a fork with no pants on. So you guys can see where I'm at mentally right now. <laughs> if you're ever feeling like, man, my life is sad, just... Think about me eating a quart of ice cream for lunch with no pants on. <laughs> hey, Stacy, you're on speaker. Yeah, why don't you pick up the phone? Oh, because it wasn't ringing. Sorry, my bad. Hold on. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Here we go! Podcast time! I had to... I'm using a different computer because for some reason the sound out of my big computer isn't working anymore. Hmm. I'll try and fix that for you. <laughs> yeah. I. It's really... It's just like the sound altogether just like stopped working. It's weird. Oh, thank you for subscribing, Cassandra, even though I've been doing a terrible job of being a good person. I'm happy to see you again. All right. Yay. God, stupid thing. I checked everything. I don't know what it is. It's just like the sound is not working. It'll be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Just stop caring about everything and eat ice cream in the middle of the day with no pants on. 
Well, I am a little bit mad, though, because, like, I, if I want to play games now, this means I have no sound. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Oxenfree. That was fun. <laughs> Oxenfree was a good game. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was followed up, like, right after that with Firewatch, which was also a really good game. Oh, and you know what else was, like, really cool about those games that reminded me of, like, some of, like, the 2015 stuff we played? Is it had, like, like a following, like, a fan base around it, you know? Like, I feel like when games inspire a lot of fan art, then it's, like, a good sign, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. That that usually, to me, like, signifies that not just... Strong following. Yeah, that, like, people are, like, really interested in it and invested in it, like, enough to, like, draw stuff and make stuff about it. Um, and then, you know what's next on my list after that? What? Fragments of Him. Uh, as being a good game or just an interesting game? No, that's just the, that's just the next game that we played that came out in 2016. (laughs) It deserves no recognition, I'm sorry. No. It's so bad. No. <laughs> I mean, but that but that's what I'm saying. Like in between those two games, we played like four other releases that were not from 2016. We played Stasis and The Park and Indigo Prophecy and Heavy Rain. You know, you know what I mean? And then it's like the next thing that we really did was, you know, like I feel like that's just kind of indicative of how the year was. Yeah, I just, so, just wasn't a good year. Honestly. No, but, so, Fragments of Him, even for in, those... Even in indie games, wasn't a good year. And, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that we didn't find, but just, you know, do you remember there was also, what was that stupid game, the one that we, that we were like, oh my god, this is stupid and it's the worst, and then, like, halfway through we were like, actually, no, this is the best thing ever. What was that? Wait, wait. It sounds familiar now. I don't With Davy and Coda. Coda. It's the guy where he makes a bunch of games and he like leads you through this other person's oh, game. Oh yeah. Oh no, that came out in 2015, The Beginner's Guide. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm saying like that's an example of really good of really, really good. yeah, that like really cracked like the public interest, I guess, in indie games, whereas, like, I last... I definitely should play Frog Fractions and Frog Fractions 2. At least it'll have something to chew on. Okay. Noted. Um, everyone, please send Stacy requests and demands and death threats to play Frog Fractions. <laughs> Frog yes, people are pointing out it's the beginner's guide. Yes, I do like it weird in bed, like Iron Bull, Kalem, Love Life. <laughs> yeah. The Turing test. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was. I'm going. One. I'm going through them in order. No, so that... I'm just talking to the chat. Sorry. Oh okay. The so then, after that, we're actually there were actually a couple games that like I had kind of forgotten about, but which were really fun. There was Call of the Star Seed. Do you remember that for VR? Oh yeah, a bunch of cool VR games came out. I mean, yeah. they were pre- they were pretty. Uh, most of them were just I would call like experiences. Like there was like the lab and like La Perie. A chair in a room was. Yes, yeah. and I had that on my list. But it's like also like those are like VR games. Those aren't games that like. Are easily accessible. Are yeah, and had like a wider following in the same way that like a lot of. So it's like if you if you take like those two VR games. Call the star scene and chair in a room off this list. The list is only like ten games. But like, you know what? I really feel like a chair in a room, like it really brings scariness to a whole new level for things that weren't even that's like I don't know how to explain VR, but like when that thing was coming at me in the hallway, I was like, This is real. This is a real thing that's happening and I'm so scared. Like I can't get away. I will never forget the moment where, um, there's two things. One, the moment where that thing popped up behind you. 
Yeah. And you like almost peed yourself. <laughs> um, because it's it's like it's like it's really happening. It's yeah. not like in a video game where you're sitting at a screen and you're like, ah, and you like turn away. Like, yeah. I turned around. It was for real there, for real in real life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then uh and then the other moment was like when I was when I was playing and I went I went over to look at something on a table and I went to put my arms on the back of the chair to lean over it and you because forward. and because I, and I fell forward because like my brain was like this is a real chair and like that's what I would do to a real chair exactly. you know exactly it's so crazy yeah it's really it's really weird but it's so out of this world and like the into the blue shit oh my god mm -hmm. if it wasn't such a pain to set up i would do it all the time I should clean the house today and do it today, just for relaxation reasons. Yeah, and I mean, playing with all the jellyfish was, like, really fun. And just being there, like, under the ocean and just, like, experiencing something that was, like, somewhat realistic and, like, it was just so cool. So, it is really cool. The one thing I would say about VR for me, though, is that, like, I don't think I would enjoy it as much by myself. Yeah. Because... For me, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because normally, it's like, I, when I'm, like, even when I'm playing games by myself, I either like to play with another person, or I have Twitter open next to me, and, or I'm like, you know, looking at social media, and like, you can't really do that in VR, so the only way that you get to do it is if, like, some other person is there with you. Yeah, I can see that. So, um... Next on the list is Mirror's Edge Catalyst, um, which... It was okay. It was, yeah, like, it was okay. I know a couple, it, like, if you like that type of game, the, my one big, I think, disagreement with it was how sometimes it forces you to fight, like, you can't go 100% pacifist. Yeah, I didn't like that. I it thought that funny. was, like, a... I thought that was a real missed opportunity because in the first one you can go 100% pacifist. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, Dreamfall Chapters Conclusion, which, I don't know, like, it was so cool to, like, finally get the game to be finished, but it's, like, it's I so wish it... boring. That... I don't know how they did it. It's, like, they did a bunch of cool shit. And, and made like, it boring. <laughs> I, you know, and it's like, it's like I, I want there to be more of a following for that game because it, like, it is really cool. But at the same time, it's like, man, they just like some of the dialogue in that game was so long, and you're literally just standing there watching a person talk at you. I'm gonna be real. There were times where I just closed my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting. There were parts of it that I, like, wasn't following at all because I just, like, I couldn't pay attention to it. The way, it, w it wasn't even so much what they were saying, it was the way they were, it was delivered. Yeah. I really feel like there was just some parts of it that were just, like, they were very wordy, you know? I mean, there were even parts of, I, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but even when we played Dragon Age Inquisition, there were parts of that that were a little bit wordy for me. But I like wordiness, but I but it has to be presented in a way that like is good and not well, bad. <laughs> and the difference with Dragon Age Inquisition is that it's characters that you generally care more about, <laughs> and like a world that you know more about, so you're more interested in all the little intricate details. You know, so like you're willing to deal with it. Whereas with Dreamfall chapters, it's like you don't care mm. as much. Uh, next up was Inside, which that I loved. That I loved fun. that game. I yeah. really liked Inside. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot to say about it. A lot, a lot of there was a lot of like those little details and the way that the 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 not characters little just like all the stuff. That existed in the world. Yeah, all the, the animations, stuff. the characters, 
the way things moved. It was all just really well done in this way that came together in this very well-melded scenario. I think that what I liked about it was that it managed to build a world that felt so well-developed to me with no words and no, like, no words at all. Mm-hmm. No, no dialogue, no reading, and yet we, I never felt at a loss of, like, things to say about it, and that's yeah. hard, you know? Because you're trying to figure out what is going on, and they tell the whole story just visually, and yeah. that is very impressive. Yeah, it just, and I mean, I know some people felt at times that the mechanics were repetitive, but I actually didn't feel that way at all. I felt like things, like the mechanics, like, continued to evolve, and even where things did get reused a couple times, it didn't feel overwhelmingly, yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty short game. It's like five to six hours, so... Hey, somebody just said that our playthrough of Dragon Age Inquisition gave them inspiration for their essay in college. That's cool. That is so cool. What was did the essay get, about? Did you get a good grade, though? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how we could inspire good grades. <laughs> <laughs> um, next game on this list, I don't want to spend too much time on because we've already, like, ragged on it enough, but No Man's Sky. Oh, my God. I know. It's like somebody that you hate so much that you don't even want to waste time hating them. I know. So we're just going to move on because I really like the next game on the list, which is the Turing Test. (laughs) Yeah, the Turing Test was great, and I'm so sad that people didn't give that more attention. Oh, my God. I know. I got got a couple of my friends to buy it because I was like, it's so good. You have to play it. I know, and then, like, people were like, oh, it's just a ripoff of Portal. And, like, first of all, if Portal is a genre-defining thing, then it's fine. And, you know, you can rip something off and still do a good job. Yeah. And it wasn't really so much as a ripoff, because I felt like it dove deeper into the themes of Portal anyway. And, like, really, really, like, made you have a lot of moral questions. Yeah, I mean... The questions about artificial intelligence and, like, immortality and what what is our responsibility as human beings and, like, oh, my God, there were just, there was so much good stuff, stuff in there, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Like, we got to talk about, so I really like it when we do a Let's Play. This is, like, probably my favorite thing is when a game brings up questions and doesn't necessarily answer them for you, but that we get to talk about on the Let's Play. Well, and the thing is, it's like it's a moral dilemma, so there's no way that the developers can tell you what the answer is. They exactly. They ask you the question. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, some games, they'll, they just tell you a story, and you get to talk about the story, but other games, they're like, here's a story, but what the story brings up is questions for you, around these things, and then, like, in the Let's... Doing a Let's Play, like, we get to talk about that. Like, that makes it so much more full-feeling to me. It's like... Hey, somebody is saying that they bought the Turing Test and didn't play it because they wanted to watch our Let's Play but also wanted to support the developers. That's nice. That's a very nice thing to do. That is very nice. Um, And then I... So... I only have two other games on the list that came out in 2016. Uh, and those were Lady Killer in a Bind, which I think you like more than I do. I understand why. Yeah. I think I want to like it more than you do. That's what it is. I think I want to like it, so then I'm like, no, it's fine. Yeah. So, you know, it's weird because it's... So I heard Laura talking about it, and she probably summed up my thoughts on it very in a very succinct way, so I'm just going to, like, repeat what she said. But she said that it's strange because it's a game about consent that doesn't have a conversation around the consent when misleading people in sexual relationships. 
Exactly. Yeah. Because they do Which... all this thing where it's like, are you sure you want to do this? Sure you want to do this? But they're not telling, and it's not about telling somebody if they're trans. This is about them being a sister. You're literally pretending you're another person. Yeah, you're it, Gender you're has nothing person. to do with it. You're exactly. pretending you're a different exactly. person. She's yeah. a cis woman pretending to be a cis man. It's not like, and pretending to be a different person has, yeah, you're right. It has nothing to do with, like, actual genitals. You're, like, lying to them. Yeah, even if even if they're like the same gender and everything, you're still pretending to be a different person that's not cool. Yeah, pretending to be your twin even if you were the same gender as your twin is like not okay. Yeah. It's rapey. So it yeah, it is. Um and I think I just and it was it's too bad because like there's parts of it that like I really liked, but I just had like a super hard time getting past the like feeling of like this feels wrong like this feels wrong this feels like I'm taking advantage of somebody which is weird because the game gives you all these signals of like check in with this person and see if it's okay and like and that part I really like because I like that it gives you a lot of like gives the characters a lot of agency over what they're doing as opposed to I'm doing this to you and you're just gonna like Sometimes you know. it felt like we didn't have agency over what happened to us. Not in terms mm. of, like, oh, someone being mad at us, but, like, remember when that one girl kissed us and I didn't want to do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Because we, like, somehow gave out a signal that we – because we weren't an asshole, basically. Yes. Yeah. I get really frustrated when games do that, when they're like, oh, you don't want to be a total ass? Well, guess you're giving out mixed signals because you know what that feels like? That feels like what happens to us, like what happens to women all the time. Like, oh, you're not willing to be a total asshole? You want to, like, be nice? Well, this person's going to take it the wrong way and they're going to take advantage of you. Yep. yep. That's, just, that's just my feeling on that, you know? Um... And then final game on this list that came out in 2016, Final Fantasy 15, which is like such a feel-good game. It just feels good. Just it feels just feels good. good. It's like Dude, mac and cheese. There's not a lot to it, but it feels good. I, you know what? I feel like so if people are listening to this and they like that game, I would highly recommend going and finding some of like the Final Fantasy 15 blogs on Tumblr. Because they post, like, so many cute, like, moments from the game. And it, I don't know, it's heightened my enjoyment of, a, of it a lot, you know. Um, and then some other games that I wanted to talk about, like, that we played this past year. Because even though they didn't come out in 2016, I still felt like we should talk about them. Were Stasis, which... I really like. It's a great game to play. Oh man. I know. I liked that game a lot. That was another game where it like brought up a lot of questions, like, and not as many people gave it a chance. I feel like. I felt like it fell apart at the end, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like the end. The end of it was a little. Didn't. Uh, and it's not even like. It just didn't do as, like, it wasn't as, like, spectacular as it could have been. Like, it was still, like, an okay ending, I felt like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I agree, but it just it felt a little cliche. Like, the whole game was, like, really fucked up crazy, and then at the end it was just, oh. Yeah. 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 It's like, I, this is fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, but one thing that... If people are listening to this and they're thinking that they don't want to play it or watch it then, uh, I would still recommend it because I think that the bulk of the game is good enough to make up for it. Do you know yes, what I mean? definitely, for sure. But it's definitely a game you need to read everything. Yes. To really understand because, like, I remember there's this one thing where we read something and then – we didn't know what it was talking about until we went into the next room and saw it. And because we read it and we understood knew, what yeah. we were looking at, that's what it makes us so scared. Like, because I would love that they always put these entries in before you saw the big giant bug monster, before you saw 
the pool made out of human body parts before yes. you saw Samantha. That is what made it gross because it gave you this connection to it and this image in your mind and then like these interpretations and then making you see it is what made it really Yeah, because otherwise you wouldn't know exactly what a lot of those things are. Yeah, you'd just be like, oh, a giant bug. Oh, a big vat of like something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, do you remember the park? Yeah, I like the park. I like the, uh, I know that some mothers who were watching disagreed with how we felt and that, like, that's totally fine. Uh, I just personally have a lot of anxiety about pregnancy and having a baby and stuff, which, you know, some people have that and some people don't, which is totally normal. But I really felt like it really validated that women struggle. And that's okay. Well, it's not okay. Don't kill your child. But <laughs> Yeah. I just um, felt like it was a very, um, I wouldn't say feminine, because I don't want to say that motherhood is feminine, but a very, like, a, a fear that that a lot of women have, you know? Yeah, yeah. Instead of it being like, you know how a lot of horror stories revolve around a male fear, I guess? Mm-hmm. I like that this was centered around a fear that many women might have. Yeah. A stereotypically, socially speaking, not in terms of, like, all the nuances of gender and stuff. Trying to... Yeah. It's... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, it's interesting because I... It's weird because it's, like, while I respected, like, the... like that it was willing to bring up that topic. I am not sure if I felt like it was executed that well. You know? I felt like it was executed pretty well, but, you know. Whatever. Well, yeah, but I feel like it... Uh, I'm not, like, I'm not like disagreeing with you. I think that you definitely have a right to your own opinion on that one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, like, get out there and fight you about it. Because <laughs> I, think, I think that it definitely... Uh, is free to be interpreted differently by different people. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. I think if there I think if there's any game that we played last year where I feel like, hey, if somebody has a completely different agreement on that, I mean, um feeling on that than I do, then they can just have it. So, uh we also played Indigo Prophecy and Heavy Rain. Yeah, those were, yeah, it, that was, playing those games made me question my taste in games, because I liked Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, and I, I wonder if we were to play that again, would we still enjoy it? You know? I think we would. Maybe it was because, like, in Beyond Two Souls, we never saw... Because of our choices, we never saw her get sexually assaulted, and we never saw her have sex with the older guy. Yeah, so that's definitely that well. Yeah, because affected our interpretation of Beyond Two Souls a lot. Because if we had successfully escaped from the facility, we would have gotten sexually assaulted. And I think that would have put a really bad taste in our mouth for the whole game. But that didn't yeah. happen. So. Yeah, I agree. So really, I think, and then Laura, she said that she never saw any of the really bad rapey stuff that we saw in Heavy Rain. So I really think that, you know, David Cage, can you, like, just not put the rape in there? And maybe more people would like your games. You know, I was talking with a couple friends of mine the other day about how, like, rape of, like, rape in general gets, but especially for women gets used a lot as like almost like narrative shorthand for like trauma or strength if they overcome it that type of thing it's like instead of writing some other more complex issue not that rape is not complex but do you know what i mean they yeah, use rape it they... Is something that happens to one in four women and i think one in five men it's definitely something that happens 
it's just like I don't know if people like sometimes it can be covered really well other times it's just something that happens in the story and you're like but why what's what and you're just like why and then everyone's just over it and then you I don't know yeah everyone has different opinions on it I'm gonna so. be honest though I really enjoyed doing those let's plays yep no, because they were funny like, as shit. Yeah, no, sometimes... Oh, my God. It was just like watching a horrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. I mean, especially Heavy Rain. That was like... Oh, that was so funny. And it's, people, like, like, really are defensive for Heavy Rain. And, it, and I'm just saying, sitting there thinking, dude, dude. And then we changed a lot of people's minds because we pointed out a lot of stuff and they're like, wait a second. Oh, no! Bad. Oh, no! <laughs> um, yeah. I It makes me, like, really want to play um, Detroit Become Human. And honestly, people keep asking, like, do you think it'll be good? Do you think it'll be good? And I'm like, I don't care if it's good or bad, to be honest. If it's either good... Either it's going to be great. Yeah, either way, I'm going to enjoy it a lot. Because either it's going to be good, and I'll enjoy it for being good... Or it's going to be a train wreck, and I will love it probably even more. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, believe me, depending, David Cage has that unique ability to create something that is, like, such a disaster that it is really fun to watch. You know, it's kind of like when we watched Fateful Findings and nothing made sense. Yes, you were yes. Like, wait, why is everybody naked? And there's <laughs> like, and yeah, if you guys have not watched Fateful Findings, we have a uh, a riff track for it that you can find on our SoundCloud. Oh my god. Oh my god, Fateful Findings is the indigo prophecy of movies. Yeah, it really is. It's just so bad. <laughs> it it doesn't. It feels, it's the type of bad where you feel like something, your brain is trying to, like... Figure miss, out what's happening. But nothing's happening, but at the same time, all the, it's, it's like if movies were made into a drug that you didn't like. <laughs> it's, you can't. man, it's just like, where does it, yeah... Because he um, tried, but he didn't try, or it makes, I, who knows? It's just, like, it. it's, it's like, beyond comprehension. You almost you have he's to, a genius. You have to see it. It's, like, there's no describing just how bad it gets, you know? You can't even describe the plot, because you try, and then your eyes start bleeding. Yeah. It doesn't. Because it's something's supposed to be happening, and you know it is. It's kind of like when you watch, like, a David Lynch film, and you're like, is this bad, or am I stupid? But David Lynch is actually good. So if, like, somebody was like David Lynch but was really bad, really bad David Lynch, mm -hmm. that's what it is. You don't think David Cage is involved with Detroit? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. For sure. I'm pretty sure he wrote... if he doesn't directed it. I'm pretty sure he wrote the script for it. Yeah, he totally did all of it. No, because I remember Laura was talking about it at a con, and he came up behind her and said, Oh, Detroit Beyond Human? What do you think of it? And she was like, <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, so he... I think he isn't as involved, maybe, but he wrote the script for the game. No, I need him to be so involved. <laughs> he was in pre-production, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Um, what else did we play? So a couple other games that we played last year that I just wanted to, like, quickly mention. Played the Skyrim Romance mod, oh, which yeah. is... that was good. That was good stuff. That was good. We also played... stuff. Yeah. We also played Outlast. Yeah, that was... Which was enjoyable. We gotta play Whistleblower, which, trigger warning, has really fucked up stuff in it, so don't watch it if you... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we played Lucius, which that was That was a fun. fun game. That was a good one. That was yeah. Fun. And then we played, of course, 
coming out on top. Yes. That's always going to be a gold mine. Now, that means on this 2016 games, I wrote, and this doesn't count, of course, any of, like, the smaller, like, quick looks that we played because we don't really count those. So that's 12 games that came out in 2016. Just keep in mind, one of those was No Man's Sky, so it, like, shouldn't even count because we only did, like, six videos for it or whatever. It hated it so much. <laughs> and then eight games were, like, eight full Let's Plays for games that didn't come out last year. So. Yeah, it wasn't a great year. No, it was not. Um, but a couple games that we're looking forward to, uh, I don't, I don't think Detroit Become Human has like a release date, but I am looking forward to it whenever People that comes out. People are calling back to when I was streaming the romance mod and a penis appeared on screen and also one of the Twitch staff came and... Oh, <laughs> yeah. As I was reading my Dragon Age erotic fanfiction... <laughs> And was like, who wrote this? This is really good. By the way, you can't stream sex. And I was like, thanks. Also, bye. Yeah. <laughs> this t too spicy for Twitch. I know. It was a spicy stream. It was very spicy. Extra Tabasco. <laughs> Wasn't even Sriracha. Just went straight for California Reapers. Um, what other games are you looking forward to? Uh, let's see. So, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mass Effect Andromeda. Detroit Become Human. I'm sure, and I'm Her sure there's going to be some really, I just want a, an indie game that's just like, I'm weird, but in a good way. Like, I got weird stuff. That's why I want to play Frog Fractions. Yeah. I mean... I haven't really heard anybody talk about it aside from uh, Lara and everyone of, on... I've heard a lot of people talk about it over the years on different gaming podcasts. Oh, I mean, like, over the years, yes, but I'm talking about, like, the new one. Oh, that's because it, they just discovered it, so yeah. it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute for the big YouTubers to get it. <sighs> Um, the premise of the of the game that it's hidden inside of, I'm like, I just want to play that game. Like, that sounds cool. Oh, uh, it's like Glitter Mittens or something? Yeah, you play as, like, it's like a, a survival fairyland thing. It sounds cool. Mm-hmm. So, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect Andromeda, those have release dates that are coming out... In, like, a couple months, so if we can just make it a couple months. We'll be okay. Everything yeah. Fine. Mass Effect's going to be our saving grace. I know. Mari Wiki will be here to tell you really strange facts that she knows about Mass Effect, where David or Patrick Weeks is uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... I'm just looking forward to seeing all the stuff that they put in it. It's like I've tried to avoid watching like any trailers or like they've put out like gameplay videos. I never no, watch any of them. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I just want to. Here's the only thing I want to know. Who can I fuck? And it, the answer better be everyone. Oh, you're not okay with having just queer characters? Like no, written everyone queer? No, to be everyone. Huh. Everyone has to be everything. I think I disagree with you on that. I, the only reason I say that is not because of, like, representation or anything like that, but just because I want to have my options to fuck everyone. It's a completely selfish and non-progressive way. To yeah, but then, then you wouldn't have characters like Dorian. Oh, that's true. Okay. All right. Hi, I'm going to come right no on your parade. No one is straight. Nobody is allowed to be straight. <laughs> Everyone can can be uh, hetero flexible at least. How about that? What? Hetero flexible at least. What do you mean by that? Hetero flexible is 
a title on OkCupid for people who mostly identify as hetero but are willing to, like, like you know, for the you know whatever. That's just the title that I've been seeing on OkCupid. Hetero flexible, where they're like, I huh. feel like I'm mostly straight, but my to my my. I don't have this on my profile. But like, oh, do their people title just, for themselves is heteroflexible. Is it kind of just one of those like maybe for the right person type of things? Yeah, maybe for the right person, or or they're like a swinger, so if like their dick crosses another dick, they're like whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, or maybe they're like a one out of ten by, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone has to be heteroflexible at least. That's my yeah. unreasonable rule. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, and it's weird because, like, I, in, like, in my own experience, I find that I, I, I don't know. Even I when just you... want to be able to have sex with Turians and then maybe a Hanar in a Krogan. I just want every, I want to have the option to bang every race I see. Mm-hmm. Not like every person, but at least one person from each race. Something tells me that's not going to happen for you, I but. I wish for the stars. And I if they, hey, them. if they, if they put a Hanar in there, that would be very interesting, but I don't think they will. They know that that people want it. Listen, Stacey, I'm going to reach for the stars and land on the moon, Okay. Mm-hmm. If you reach for the moon, you'd fall off in space and die. I'm not reaching for anything, remember? I set my expectations in the basement. That way I'm always then surprised and delighted. Moon, then you'll end up in hell, which is pretty nice, actually. Yeah, it's not too bad, right? Yeah. Remember, you're talking to the person who's always like, everything's going to be shit. So when it's not shit, I'm like, oh, this is great. <gasps> uh... Oh, people are bringing up romanceable Krogans. <laughs> romanceable Krogans! I want it! I want the romanceable Krogan! Yeah. So. I wonder if the Krogan who go on the Mass Effect Andromeda thing will be infected with the genophage. I don't know. Because it's supposed to be like a Noah's Ark or whatever into the new galaxy. I'm wondering, like, the Krogan who were sent on that mission, like, would they be genophaged? But then at the same time, I guess they wouldn't want them to have a thousand babies at once. No, probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested, to see, I'm interested to see, like, how they tackle some of that stuff, like, continuity-wise. You know? For sure, for sure. Like, will Quarians have to wear suits it's since everybody's going into a new galaxy, so germs are going to be a problem no matter what? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if they'll make it so Quarians don't have to wear suits. Like, they can take their mask off or something. Oh, that way they can just make them look like humans with, like, a shiny thing on their face? Yep, for sure. But you know what I mean, where <laughs> if you romance a Quarian, maybe they can actually take their mask off or we can sink our bio suits or something. Yeah, maybe you can just, like, go into, like, some sort of special, like, quarantine place, like, you know, so they can take their suits off. I think it's interesting that Quarians are actually physically more tough than a lot of species. It's just that their immune system is different. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So you could be, like, the toughest Quarian on your own planet, but then you go out into space and you're like, oh, no! And they didn't have their own planet for a long time. I know. So, well, if that's all you wanted to talk about today, was there any other stuff? Any questions, everybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, while we're waiting for them to come up with a couple questions, I just wanted to... Um, I talk, I read like, so we haven't done audible links in like a long time. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw it out there in case anybody was interested. Um, I listen to audiobooks on audible. I've listened to like a bunch since the last time we, we mentioned any. So two of the ones that I wanted to mention were red shirts by John Scalzi. 
and Origins, 14 Years of Cosmic Evolution by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Red Shirts is basically like a book about the red shirts from a, like a, a, in a science fiction world, like the people who aren't the main characters and like a, it's a story about them and like what happens to them. Mm-hmm. And it's, pr- it's pretty funny. Like if you like Star Trek and you're familiar with like the whole concept of red shirts and what goes on, you know, the unnamed ensigns that like seem to die every episode, I think that you'll really like it. Origins is kind of like if you really enjoy science podcasts and you want to just learn about like the whole history of the universe um, and astrophysics, it's pretty interesting. There were some parts of it that went over my head, but that's really just because I never studied physics or anything. I'm sure that if you're smart, you will get it. Um, And if you wanted to check out either of those for free, you can visit our link, which is audibletrial.com slash geekremix. And so you get a free book and a 30-day trial. Um, and if you want to check out more book recommendations from me, I have a Goodreads profile, which is goodreads.com slash geekremixalot. Uh, some people are asking, do I have my VR headset? Yes, and Stacy has, you have the PSVR, right? No. Oh, you didn't get it for Christmas? Uh, no. Okay. I didn't, I didn't really want it for Christmas, though, so. What games are we most looking forward to this year, and what games are we should we expect to be seeing from us this year? Oh, I think we just already talked about that, though. So, Mass Effect Andromeda, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I was looking at the release date schedule for ones that are already scheduled for, like, the next couple months. Those are really the two big ones, I think. Yeah. That are coming out immediately. As always, like, the indie game scene is, like, a little bit tougher to plan what you're going to play because it's, like, you might not hear about any of them and then all of a sudden, like, you start hearing buzz around one game and so you're like, oh, we're going to play it now. You know what I mean? hmm So. Yep. Um... I, I think that's pretty much it. Were there any other questions you wanted to answer? No. Oh, Horizon is the one with the robot dinosaurs, for anybody asking. That's the one with, like, the... It's like there's some sort of catastrophic event, and the world goes back to, like, Neanderthal times, but with some elements of technology, essentially. So... Well, thank you for stopping by, everybody. Sorry for all the technical difficulties. Um, God, what a nightmare this technology stuff is, huh? Yes, pretty much. So if you guys wanted to follow either of us on social media, we're both on Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter. Mari is Geek Remix, and I am Geek Remix a lot. And... I think I think we're good. Okay. We'll talk to you. Talk to you guys <laughs> later. Bye. All right. Bye everybody.